G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 12. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Massive weekend of racing around Australia, led by a huge meeting at Flemington uh, with the Group 1 Maccabi Diva Stakes, the highlight at Rose Hill. Run to the Rose has attracted the sort of small but very high-quality field you would expect. The Theo Marks, also a key race, heading further into the spring. Well, Joel, it is a mouth-watering selection of quality action coming up this weekend. As I've written in Winning Post and Best Bits, uh, it's Girls' Day in at Flemington. And uh, as far as the Maccabi Diva Stakes go, the girls... Uh, may as well have stayed home in recent years with only Southern Speed in 2012 uh, to have won since Salius back in the 1990s. Um, last year, Mystic Journey went out a fairly short-priced favourite. I was certainly on her. She got rolled by the 100-to-1 pop Gatting. Uh, this year, uh, the Mayor's not quite so fancy, but there's some top-quality ones there. Did you find any space for the Mayor's in your top four? I have got one of them in my top four. I think Perfect Jewel's been sort of well found by the market. Um, sort of a few people gravitating to her. She's not the one I found in my four. But, uh, yeah, interesting to see how the the mares go. And I guess, well, the, this big spruik horse, Russian Camelot, um, he has just seems to be being tipped by everyone to, to win something this spring, whether it be a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup. So, yeah, fascinated to see how he returns and uh, what we've got, I think we've got three or four stallions in the race. So they're looking to try and get a, a group one on their CV. Speaking of horses that want a group one on their CV, Daniel run to the Rose uh, is as you absolute uh, crackerjack field this year. Uh, it is not of course uh, a group one, but uh, it's, they're all aiming for a group one in the, in the uh, golden Rose later on. And, uh, possibly a few others. Uh, do you think we got three resuming, uh, three Group 1 winners indeed, resuming in that race, and uh, four race fit ones? Uh, are you going to be with one of the first uppers or one of the uh, ones that has been going around? Yeah, look, it's just said plenty of quality about it. It may as well be a Group 1, um, such as the, the hype of the race and the field. It's just, uh, it's assembled. Uh, look, I, look, I could I, – I really found it hard to, to, to hone in on a winner. I – I'm going to go with one of the horses who has match fitness under his belt, um, but nothing would shock me in that. It's um, such a cracking race. And the interesting bit will be just how, where they settle on the speed. Of course, you've got plenty of speed in the race and um, where horses will settle upon running will be the interesting thing. But yeah, look, really looking forward to Rose Hill and Flemington and of course a, a stakes race in uh, Brisbane as well. Yes, indeed. Well, we uh, start off at Flemington though, and we'll take you right through the black type. Uh, with the Maccabi Diva, I think, coming up as race seven. But we start in race two. It is the Antler Luggage Exford Place, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at listed level, Joel, over 1,400 metres. I'll certainly be having a, a two-bet strategy in this race. In saying that, my value bet of the day comes up here, number nine, Crown Mint. I'm certainly firmly in the Gordon Richards corner at Flemington on Saturday. Crown Mint's a horse I've sort of got a bit of time for. Showed a bit of promise in that first campaign. He did cross the border, win his maiden at Sandown. His next two runs in group company in Adelaide were good. I thought there were excuses for him first up. Bombed the start. Just sort of couldn't couldn't 
get into stride early. That was with the blinkers first time where no horses can often be slow away when they have the blinkers for the first time. Then he got a bit keen, raced up three wide, and I thought he stuck on really well. I know So You Can beat him, but he had a charmed run behind the leader. I'd be banking on Crown Mint to turn the tables on So You Can from that clash. 13 national choices, the other one I'll be backing. I was with him in the McNeil and certainly didn't lose me as a fan. He just got shuffled back and lost his spot coming to the turn. Thought his last 100 metres was very good, though. He's certainly desperate for the step up and trip. So they're the two I'll be playing, 9 and 13. Three, Cherry Tortoni. Hard to fault what he did in that first prep. Three from three, couple of wins at Flemington, including a listed win. And one immortal love, another unbeaten three-year-old that uh, you just simply can't fault. Nine, 13, three and one. Yeah, Joel said he'd have two bets in this race. I probably will be as well. And probably for a lot of the races on the card, it's that sort of day at Flemington. Uh, look, Immortal Love and National Choice obviously both come out of the McNeil Stakes, which Immortal Love won. Um, speaking to Froggy Newitt for an article the week the week leading up to that race, and he sort of gave me the hint that Immortal Love will, will sort of much will be better for the run up to 1,400 metres second up. Um, but he was able to sit off him. He, he, he sort of sat on the speed in his two wins last preparation and and um, I guess burnt the band candle at both ends there. But this time he was able to sit up and, and fly home. It was some sort of win to the eye um, with improvement to come. So he's on top. National choice. Had no luck in behind him. He's sort of got a long way back in that field. Um, I think up to 1,400 metres will certainly suit this colt. So those are the two. For me, Cherry Tortoni's done nothing wrong. Um, course first up after a couple of months is a unbeaten and a last start winner in a listed race at Flemington or he has a win over this track and trip <clears throat> and in for fourth I have the three uh, sorry in for fourth I have the eight which is Bartley love the win in New South Wales last start um, obviously in the right stable looks to be going the right way one 13 three and eight uh, one for me too, Immortal Love, to beat Cherry Tortoni, Bartley, and So You Can. One, three, eight, and ten. Race three at Flemington on Saturday. Furphy, Let's Elope Stakes. Set weights and penalties for the Mares, four years old and up, over 1,400 at Group 2 level, Joel. I'm with one of these ones that uh, is very badly weighted at the handicap rating, but number 13, a fair to remember, I think has plenty of room for improvement. She showed a lot of promise through her three-year-old season, luckless on occasions. I thought the first up run was quite good. Gate two was always going to be a bit tricky. She was going to get back and get buried, and she didn't have a lot of room to wind up. I thought she did keep closing well. She was strong through the line. She'll come to the outside here, I would have thought, and get plenty of room to wind up. So I've lent her way 13 to beat the two-class mares, two Savatiano and one Arcadia Queen. Now, they're both coming out of a... Well, I guess a little bit of a, a setback. They missed the Memsey, uh, both scratched from that race. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of a query, but they're the class mares and they're perfectly placed under these conditions. And seven Bonvicini might be a bit of a roughie too. Was impressive winning the Vanity at this track first up in the autumn. Not sure what happened after that. She sort of tapered off, but she's two from two fresh and she'll get a lovely run from the draw. 13, two, one and seven. Yeah, I'm with Savatiano on top. Um, I think those the clear the two, the two out of the Lawrence Stakes, Savatiano and Arcadia Queen. Now a month between runs, but from barrier four, um, she's trying to get that lovely soft run just off the speed. Um, she flies second up, Savatiano. She's uh, in the Quinella in all seven starts, went second up. And yeah, just we know she's going to get that sort of softer run in transit. Arcadia Queen from 12, not too sure where she'll 
she'll end up. Um, but those are the two. I think pretty brazen. The three is worth throwing into um, to the Cronellas and Exactors. Uh, I love the first that run in the Cockrum Stakes. You got a set a long way back from Barrier Ten, very little further back than she liked getting in the run, but. She worked to the line well, second up 400 metres, I think both ticks. She was second to Rubisaki in a, in a Group 2 Cooney Stakes. Went second up last time in, um, and a form before that's really good, I think, pretty brazen. So she's certainly um, a winning chance. And in for fourth, I have the 11, Southbank. 2 1, 3, and 11. Uh, yeah, look, I'm wanting to see something from Arcadia Queen. Here, second up, has had the setback, as you say, but has jumped out well. In the meantime, I thought could turn the tables on Savatiano. She'd have plenty of straight uh, in which to overhaul her. She shall fly. Uh, I've been with in recent starts and uh, has run well on an each-way basis. And my gold bracelet, the former Kiwi impressive, uh, first up in Australia, one, two, nine, and 5 for race three at Flemington. Race four is the Bobby Lewis quality. And uh, we want to read about Bobby Lewis or indeed hear from Bobby Lewis, uh, the late Bobby Lewis. Um, Richo has got a, uh, a Q&A, which uh, strange, strangely enough uh, for a bloke that's been dead for many decades, uh, but uh, made up from um, some uh, press articles that Bobby Lewis wrote back in the 1930s. And I can tell you, it is a really good read in your winning post. This week, Bobby Lewis quality, 1,200 metres, uh, group two for four years old and up, uh, has been traditionally a kickoff point for uh, horses that uh, do some damage over, over longer distances later on in the spring. And indeed, Shane Templeton has written on that very subject in Winning Post this week as well. Joel, which way did you go here? I'm with Seven Bold Star. I was with him at Caulfield first up and he... Certainly caught the eye, just missed running a place, but a very strong late there, fourth behind Diamond Effort. Drops from 58 to 54, two from two, second up and proven down the straight. So happy to be with him. Ahead of a couple of the classier types, three Zutori, won this race last year on the minimum, 53. Now he's got 56. Of course, fresh last prep, he beat Albar Pippi in the Oakley Plate and then ran fourth in the new market. So he's sort of on the fringe of being top draw sprinter. He goes really well fresh. And then we've got one Tafane who did break through at Group 1 level in the all-age last prep. Just get the feeling she'll take a run or two to, to strike her best form. I think they've sort of got their eyes on a bit of a, on an Everest slot. So they'll want to have her up and going reasonably early, but just not sure she's going to be 100% spot on for Saturday. And she might be a bit of a risk. And $5 for dollar. Very good in that same race as Bold Star. That was 1,100 metres. We know he's more effective over further. But uh, out to the 1,200 second up, he can be competitive. Seven on top for me from three, one and five. All right. Well, uh, Daniel has uh, dropped out for the time being. Uh, he's possibly uh, someone's just rung him. Uh, could be a scout from a rival cricket club just on the off chance that uh, the, uh, the uh, district season is going to get going in the next uh, the next month or two. I, on the other hand, uh, well, I'm sticking with these West Australians and uh, former West Australians. Uh, in great, again, is my top selection, number six, to beat Bold Star. And uh, it won't surprise listeners to learn that I've chucked in the two Tasmanians, the inevitable and hell of, hell of a street, six, seven, four, and two, probably insane to leave out Zutori. But, uh, Daniel, we are talking about the Bobby Lewis. Now you're back. Yeah. What do you got here? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm with Zutori on top. Um, of course, was first up in that 
Oakley Plate's uh, last preparation. He, he's run a he's run a ripping race, and then went to the new market. And look, he was sort of far away off those those winning three year olds. But um, I thought he held his own there. Um, a little disappointing in two Group One efforts to finish off the preparation. He's obviously a class horse. First up, he's won three from six. Enjoys racing here. So on top for me, Bold Star in next to seven. I thought it was excellent first up in the Group Three. That ran some really nice. Really quick section. I was at Caulfield that day. Um, he's, he has won twice at Flemington down the straight. Um, and stable in good form. Drops four kilos into this. So definitely a live hope. Bold star. I think the inevitable. I love backing this horse first up. Um, such a ripping such a ripping horse. He's, he loves going fresh. He was sort of trained as a sprinter last preparation. He was probably outclassed in that new market. Um, and then, of course, was second to Prezado. Big run. Uh, with 60 kilos on his back. Prezado, of course, is flying at that stage. Um, so I think he can run a race at Fresh, the inevitable, and in for fourth, I have the one to Farney. Three, seven, four, and one. We skip across to race six. If you're looking to uh, finish off your early quad, you could probably note that uh, between the three of us, really the four chances we've given in the in race five are Act Our Toffee, Tongue, Django, Friedman, and Mantastic. Across later race six, it is the Sofitel, 1,400 metres or four years old and up at listed level Joel. Gone with eight, you long January here. He's had the two runs back from a spell, resumed in the Ori Star, then went to 1,400, which is his pet trip. And unfortunately, he just wasn't able to get towards the lead. There was a couple of other noted leaders in that race, and he was stuck three wide, no cover with the 59 kilos. I thought he was okay. I think third up from a better draw with the winkers on, they can just be that little bit more positive. And I don't think there's a lot of pressure. So Hitsy can certainly go forward more Varda. Um, they're probably the two that might give him a bit of a race, but I think he can find the front. And if he does, he might just be ready to turn his form around third up 14 windstorm, the obvious big run first up in that very strong benchmark 78 behind express pass drops four kilos draws better. Not sure if he can use that. Um, be interesting to see. I, th- I think he'll settle back half, but he'll certainly be closing on them. 11 bumper blast was a bit disappointing last start, stepping up in grade. I've, you know, we're expecting some rain Saturday, so that's going to be a, a bit interesting how much we get on, on the day, but uh, I think firmer track would suit him. He can improve, and 10 more Varda touched on him before. He can press forward and run well. He's done that before at Flemington. He found form second up in the McDonald Stakes there at Morganville last time. Eight for me from 14, 11, and 10. Uh, windstorm for me from Chahitsi, Romancer and Bumper Blast. If you want to read Imogen Miller's thoughts on Chahitsi, Daniel has done an interview with her in your winning post this week. Um, Daniel has dropped out once again, fielding more offers, no doubt. But um, his best for the program, in fact, is number 14, Windstorm to beat Iconoclasm, his story horse in Chahitsi. And bumper blast number 11, 14, 3, 5, and 11. Hoping to get Daniel back any second now. But in the meantime, race seven is the big one. It's the PFD Food Services, Mackay Beauty Stakes, 1,600 metres, standard weight for age, group one. It is worth 750,000. Joel, and there are 16 to face the start. Yeah, really intriguing clash here. Obviously, we've got a few first uppers and a few very exciting horses. I'm going one that's. I think just it looks a safe play that he's going to run well. Number four, Fierce Impact. He's very genuine at this level now. We know that. He wasn't able to win 
earlier this year in his uh, summer slash autumn prep, but three excellent runs before his miss in the all-aged. I thought his fresh run in the wing stakes was excellent. Ducked back to the inside at the 200. Just couldn't quite overhaul very elegant and star of the seas, but it was a brilliant return. He's drawn well to the mile second up. Just ticks a lot of boxes. I think if you're sort of looking for a safe play each way, he's the go. Nine master of wine, big fan of him. Let me down a little bit in the wink stakes, but he was sort of, I don't know, just maybe ridden a, a touch close. I think he was only sort of midfield. He ended up being caught wide and he didn't attack the line, but I think there, you know, there was enough sort of there to forgive him for that. I expect him to improve. 16 Miami bound. I did touch on it earlier that I did include one of the mares in my numbers and it's her that I've gone for. She's a good Flemington horse. I just don't think she came up at all in the autumn. Thought her first up run at the Valley was quite good. She just couldn't tack on early. We know it was a bad day for the backmarkers. She had the 60 kilos, but really liked the way she closed off. Just thought she might be uh, sort of sneaking under the radar a little bit. And I've included eight, Sosi Bon. I had him in the numbers in the Memsey. He ran really well for fifth. Blinkers go on third up. He's just going to need a, a bit of luck early slotting in from that draw. I think he's going well enough to respect. Four on top from nine, 16 and eight. I've left out a Russian Camelot. May well have egg on my face. Daniel. With the yeah, nine, Master of Wine, who was resumed in the pretty hot week stakes at Randwick. Um, just covered ground there. Worth forgiving the margin, I thought. I think it was sort of said before that the week leading into that race, I was pretty keen to back him wherever he went with his preparation and um, up to 1,600 metres will certainly suit him. Much more second up. Um, I think he's a very, very exciting horse and willing to give him a go at each way odds. So the nine on top, um, the four in next, which is Fierce Impact, of course. His 1,600 metre group one form is just the lead. He won a couple of handicaps this time last year. He hasn't won since uh, winning in the spring of 2019, but his group one weight for age form in the autumn was um, was excellent without winning, I guess. Um, I think he's drawn to get a really nice run here and pleasing return, obviously, over the over the slightly, slightly shorter distance. So nine and four, probably my two main bets in the race. 13, Russian Camelot. We'd like to, see, like to see what he does first up. We know the well, ceiling. There's sort of no ceiling for this horse um, from what he did last preparation. Just want to see him first up 600 metres in a pretty odd group one. Uh, whilst he'll be going in the quaddy, uh, won't be backing him. But, yeah, certainly in the numbers. And in for fourth, I have the <clears throat> the seven, which is Kings will Dream. Um, pleasing return first up and obviously race as well here. Nine, four, 13 and seven. I'm with Fierce Impact as well. Put Dallasan in for second from Russian Camelot and Kings will Dream. So four, 11, 13, seven. But I will definitely be including Miami Bound and Perfect Jewel, the Mares, despite their horrible record in the race. Uh, in my quaddy race eight is the no, it's not the last, it's the second last of the uh, black type events at Flemington. It's also the third leg of the quaddy, and it is another high quality race. This one for the three year old Sepult Dane Hill stakes over twelve hundred meters, set weights and penalties at Group Two level, Joel. 11, Anna Visto for me. I think she's very smart, this girl. A little bit worried that Damien Oliver's hopped off to ride personal. But uh, in any case, Joy McNeil's a good jock. And uh, she trialled very well in New Zealand before coming across to join the Price Kent Yard. They were patient. She was, I think, an acceptor for a Sandown midweek meeting late July, early August. And they just had a little setback. So they gave her a couple more jump outs. She went to Mornington and, and won like a good filly. The runner-up. 
was actually beaten at Mornington about 20 minutes ago. But um, I think irrespective of that, she can run really well here. I think the, the fact she's holding her marks at around $9 in the betting tells you that they uh, think she'll run well. I've put 10 personal in as the danger for Damien Oliver. She showed a, a lot of talent as a two-year-old. Her Blue Diamond run was excellent. She drew wide and just never got into the race in the Golden Slipper. I don't really think we saw her true ability there. Uh, for Doubtland, just beaten for pace first up in the San Domenico. I think I touched on in the podcast before that race that I thought he might come back and, and sort of be a bit more of a, a guineas type rather than a, a sort of a sprinting type this prep. And it might be just how it plays out. I do expect him to improve. And five extra time. I liked him a bit in the McNeil and he gave a great sight at big odds. I think he can run well again. But I've gone 11 from 10, 4 and 5. Another race, we'll probably have the two bets here. And because two of the three-year-olds I um, sort of outlined in our spring preview, I guess a couple, um, a few weeks back, was Wisdom of Water and Personal. And Wisdom of Water, I'm going to have on top. Well, he'll be kept to these sprinting trips this preparation. Um, I think the first up record, two or three. And I just think he might be a little bit more effective first up over, over a sprint trip than Personal, who'll be stretching out to um to a guinea strip 600 metres later on in the preparation. What I'll be backing both for sure, but Wisdom of Water on top for Personal for that reason. The four and next outland, who was, um, I thought would run well at Rose Hill first up, but it was a little bit disappointing, as Joel touched on. I think he can bounce back. Um, and for fourth, I have the nine, which is Tidu. So, uh, look, comes out of a Warnable made and then a Bendigo benchmark 64, but both wins are real soft, uh, sat on the pace and a bit of a track gallop that first one. The second one was um, just as impressive on, on the drier track. So handles all conditions. Um, look, obviously this is the, this is a much tougher test to what he's, what he's faced so far, but from what he's shown thus far, I think he can, he can measure up, especially with the fitness under his belt. Two ten four nine. Uh, yeah, I am with the established class act here. You've both left out in Prague. Number one, to beat Wisdom of Water, personal and ranting. One, two, ten and seven. Race nine at Flemington on Saturday. Final race, final leg of the quaddy. GH Moom. Captain Thieves stakes 1,100 metres for three-year-old fillies. Set weights and healthies at a listed level, Joel. Again, a couple of bets here. 13 Yosemite. I've got a lot of opinion for this, a lot of time for this Redwood filly. She was good on debut at Ballarat back in April. Probably should have won. She threw the race away. A bit green there. Like her last 200 metres at Bendigo, it was a strong win. The runner-up, Poland, ran quite well as a commodity at Sandown on Wednesday. Just, you know, she's by Redwood, New Zealand bred, staying at 1,100 second up, I guess is the one little query. She's going to be looking for further very soon, I would have thought. But uh, double figures, I think she's well worth thought. As is number 12, Unstoppable. I included her in the numbers at the Valley last week. They scratched. Save for this, thought she jumped out well before the fresh run at Sandown. She took on race fit horses with the 60 and a half, and I thought she was okay. She had no luck in a couple of Blue Diamond lead-up races last uh, season, so I don't think we've seen the best of her yet. Six Parlophone, she's got a few issues, got a few tricks, but very smart. We saw that at Morfittville. Uh, we saw her put on that bit of uh, a bucking display in the Quisette as a $3 favourite. So, look, if she's on her best behaviour, she can win. And nine swats, that's been jumping out very well. Beat Bella Nipotina, who won the Quisette on debut before missing out on heavy ground in Sydney. 13 for me from 12, 6 and 9. We'll be going wide in the last leg of the quaddy. I'm going to have Parlophone on top for six. 
Um, it was a terrific win in Adelaide too back and then. Yeah, as Joe Touchdown was on his wasn't on her best behaviour at Caulfield. The sort of race was over after the start. She regarded somewhat and did sort of find the line there, but um, they're willing to forgive that. Forgive that and <clears throat> go off the, the win too back. Um, she can run up to that. She'll be hard hard to beat. Minaj, who's first up, the two wins and, and Victoria were were awesome. Simply put, she won by a combined of about nine and a half lengths. Then went to Sydney in that Golden Slipper and um, just sat wide there. Uh, you have to forgive that for the, that, that run. Bit of a gap into that, but um, shirt the fast Billy. The eight in for third, which is September run. I thought it was one over the odds. Uh, Brisbane form earlier this year's um, quite good. She was first up in in the Silver Shadow and put up the slow recovery there. So have to be forgiving. Um, I think she's well over the odds. And in for fourth of the nine swats that. Um, the first up win, which was on the boot and that gold Bendigo Gold Rush was um, really impressive and yeah. Sort of replicate that sort of performance. She'll be she'll be hard to hold out. Six, four, eight, and nine in the last. Yeah, I agree. It's a wide leg, and I've gone for number five, Forever Free, who was unbeaten in three starts back in the autumn. Uh, finished up in a listed race in Adelaide. Won that pretty comfortably. Before that, uh, beat Ranting. So uh, I guess we can go to score on his performance in the previous. Although that was on a heavy track, but mind you, who knows what the track's going to be like on Saturday by this time of the day. Um, Minaj for second, Let's Be Glam and Parlophone. So five, four, three, and six for me. As I mentioned, that was my value bet. Best bet was race three, number one, Arcadia Queen. Um, Daniel's best race six, number 14, Windstorm. Value bet race seven, number nine, Master of Wine. Joel, your best was Bold Star, race four, number seven. And your value bet was race two, number nine. Crown Mint, Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. As we mentioned, it is Run to the Rose Day. And the Black Side kicks off in race five. That is the Drinkwise Dulcify Quality for three-year-old listed event set weights and penalties over 1,500 metres, Joel. I've gone with the, the Sprout Colt here, number seven, Moanga. Uh, son of Savabeel from an O'Reilly mare. Electric turn of foot to win there at Newcastle against older horses. On a Saturday a couple of weeks ago, he was installed as the favourite for the Spring Champion Stakes on the back of that. He's pretty short tomorrow. Oh, sorry, on Saturday for the Dulcify. He needs to step up a little bit. But three-year-olds that can beat older horses out of maiden grade at this time of the year, I think, deserve a lot of respect. So happy to have him on top from four overlord. Just... Always a bit slow out and, and getting back, and that's just not helping his course, uh, helping his cause. I think he'll derive a lot of benefit out of that first up run. Kicked off at 1400 there in the Ming Dynasty, started $2.60. Obviously, you're going to get a much bigger price with James McDonald hopping off to ride Moanga. I think Overlord uh, will improve from that fresh run and could be the value. One Global Quest. Interesting kicking off at 1500. He only went to 1200 as a two year old. He has had three trials, and he was all around it as a two-year-old, all around the, the big horses, Prague and Farnan. So, interesting runner. And 11, Jet Propulsion, the half-brother to Pirata. Much better on top of the ground last start. Seven for me from 4-1 and 11. Yeah, obvious respect for the favourite. I just couldn't back him at the price, and he's sort of taking on this company for the first first time. Um, I'm going to have Overlord on top. I was pretty keen on him first up. Of course, Joel mentioned the, the start. 
there's no help there. He's which he's made a bit of a habit with over his career. Fortunately, um, I thought he worked home okay, and yeah, second half fifteen hundred meters both ticks. So he's on top. Global Quest who um, has had the three trials. With respect to the fact Waller's having the first up here over fifteen hundred meters, is a horse I sort of followed all throughout the um, earlier in the year. He, he ran well without winning, um, but look, he, he, he was sort of more competitive, much more. He was competitive more often than not. Moanga in for third, and in for fourth, I have the 11, Jet Propulsion, who um, comes out of a pretty hot form made at Newcastle last start. 4 7 one, 11. The big one at Rose Hill on Saturday is race six. The Bortley Wines run to the Rose. 1,200 metres, group two for three-year-olds. Set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, I'm going into bat again for Mama Reagan. Number four was with him in the San Domenico first start, but they rode him negative. And once he went back, well, he was just beaten. They just lost sight of the lure, as they all did, really, behind Anders, who went to the front and just ran them into the ground. Had the best last 600 there. He was closing well. I think with that run under the belt, they can be a bit more positive. I think with Nashua Willer back aboard as well. And look, he was my only sort of golden rose fancy. So I want to see him fighting out the finish here, finishing in the top two or or top three at least and, and going very close. And, and at eight, $8.50, I'm getting a good price again. So I'm with him to beat one Farnan. His only failure was in the Magic Millions where he had, I think, a little bit of a setback leading into that race. Obviously, he bounced out of that to win. His next three, he's been trialling up super. Just gives away that um, match fitness, I guess, on a couple of rivals here, but uh, in the right yard to have him ready fresh. Five North Pacific does have that fitness base. Winning impressively on the heavy 10 and the up and coming. I think the track's going to have a bit of give in it, but it's certainly going to be a bit firmer. And he meets the A-grade rivals here. And seven Peltzer. He beat home on Moragan. He was able to settle closer and just hold him out in the San Domenico. I've gone four from one, five, and seven. Yeah, with one, as I touched on earlier, with that match fitness under his belt in North Pacific, who um, two really impressive wins, first and second. Obviously, four weeks in between runs here. And won't get those same conditions. That, that, that sort of heavy track that he's, he saw in those two um, on those days, but look, with the fitness under his belt, McDonald on, um, he's a very promising colt, and an even field on uh, a small wager on North Pacific, the five. Thought Mama Reagan was the best run out of the race of the San Domingo behind Anders, of course. Um, he's yet to put a foot wrong. Rothfire and Farn, and um, both first up here, but both wouldn't shock. Such an even contest, and really looking forward to a highlight of the day in Sydney, obviously. Five, four, one, and three. Well, that is the highlight. Still uh, no flies on race seven either. Iron Jack, Theo Marks, Stakes, 1,300-metre group two quality handicap, Joel. Uh, three special reward for me. was uh, quite a good price earlier in the week off nominations before this race fell away. Even when they reopened the betting on Wednesday, he was quickly 440 into four, so he's well-liked. And I'm with him. I thought his fresh run in the show county was good. It was a bit of a bunched finish there, but... You know, a couple of the key rivals come out of this, come out of that race. He'll be fitter for that. He's won three from five, second up. I don't see a real lot of pressure up front here. The Kiwi Riadini can press forward. Um, and, you know, other than that, I think he can control the race here. Special reward. So I'm keen on him to beat the Mayor Funstar, who was uh, doing uh, best work late in the show county, which was probably to be expected. You know, there were other runs in the race that were probably better. But she's going to be fitter for that. And she'll be certainly hitting the line hard. 11 Riadini, I've included him. I was keen on Dragon Leap last week, and he was okay, even though he missed a place. He wasn't beaten far. So I think we can sort of trust that form a little bit. 
And uh, it's a better race for a horse like him because he's getting the, the weight relief to some respect of the 53 kilos. And six Wild Planet, he had no luck in the show county. Three on top for me from five, 11 and six. Ed Schwartz, fun star, who, yeah, spring trip first up. Um, I thought she did enough there. Uh, second up, three from three. Uh, we'll certainly derive plenty of benefit from that fresh run and drops a kilo and a half. Um, not extremely confident, but goes on top. Uh, the six in next, which is Wild Planet. I'm a big fan of his. Um, a little underrated. He was should have finished much closer in that same race in that show county, show county first up, and he's um, getting up towards his, his right sort of trip there. Four, Rainier. Um, another who I'm quite fond of. He was terrific last preparation. He put two on the board first and second up and then went into a Stradbroke and um, looked a shot to sort of a winning hope at the 200-metre mark. But... Um, so a few better, a few classy horses, a little bit better than him that day. Um, he can race well first up. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Senior Fox, I think one over the odds. Um, he was also good in that trial county and since, since the trials and won a trial. So 53 kilos on his back. I've been entertained for the quaddy. Five, six, four, and 10. 16 to face the starter in race eight at Rose Hill. It is the Schweppes Scirocco Stakes. 1,200-metre group two for fillies and mares at set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, good race, this one. I'm with eight for Seeker. She established herself as a sort of a real group one player last prep with that third and the all-aged. She's been trialling very well, as she normally does. She won the Winona Girl fresh up last prep. I think she'll be very hard to beat and a deserved favourite. 16, subpoenaed in for second. I thought she was okay first up. Just got a long way back. Prime candidate dictated that race. Was able to win from the front. She'll be getting home late off what should be a more genuine tempo. Five, Hortbury on her. Eight top two finishes from her eight starts. She made Tafani work to beat her this time last year. She's been off the scene for a while, but she's been trialling well, and she has already met with some good support. And I've included number one, Flit, in for fourth. Horror barrier, but uh, if they can switch her off out the back off a of fast speed with the blinkers back on, Back to 1,200. She'll be hitting the line strongly. Eight on top for me from 16, five and one. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Fasika here. Um, I think she can win this and hopefully uh, stamp herself as, a, as an Everest contender. Well, she's always been a mare that's plenty of ability. She won her first three. Um, in her second preparation, she was, wasn't was far away in a Golden Eagle. And last last prep, I think she really stamped herself. Um, she won first up in the Winona Girl and then tackled some... Pretty high-quality races, including weight for age and the all-age stakes before a spell. Um, she was excellent there. She ran third, giving some pretty good horses weight and beating them home. Um, a bit of a bomb-proof, bomb-proof mare. Her trials have been have been outstanding, and I think she wins this. Um, whilst it is a, a pretty competitive affair, I think she's clearly the best horse. And first up, um, she goes well. So on top and the best of the day in Sydney for Seeker. The eight, three, and next, which is Mizzy. Um, look at you. You like Fasika, I think Mizzy must be sort of put, in, put into your numbers. Uh, she's just got the wood on Fasika a couple of times. She's beaten her, beaten her home twice. Um, trial was okay um, for mine. But, yeah, certainly in the game, if, if given Fasika a chance. So, eight to beat three. 16 subpoenaed one. Like Joel, I have plenty of time for. Can improve second up. And 11 at a long, who I did like first up in the Toy Show quality. Looked a good race for her. Um, but she'd have to work a little bit early and... Um, wasn't sort of herself that day. I'm willing. I think she can, she can bounce back. She'll certainly um, be competitive. 8, 3, 16, and 11. 
All righty. Uh, Joel's best at Rose Hill was race seven, number three, special reward. Daniel's best, as we heard just then, race eight, number eight for Seeker. You are going head-to-head with your value bets in the last. And we'll start with you, Joel. Race nine, number 13, Amitho. Yeah, from the Godolphin camp, Rachel King to ride. She only got warm late first up over the 12.50. It was always going to be a bit sharp for her with the 58 kilos, but I liked her last 100 metres and just past the line, she was surging past a lot of them. She'll do uh, no work in the run here from a soft draw, and we've seen Rachel King uh, get a, a few winners lately for the Godolphin camp. She's been riding winners for them for a couple of years, but certainly recently, good strike rate. So at double-figure odds, happy to have something on a mito in an open race. Yeah, and I'm with Discharge. I think he's going the right way. Preparations. Stitzel Golding, our third up, fifteen hundred meters. He was twelve to fifteen hundred meters second up here um, last starts. Had the lead and probably no real excuse there. Sort of just um, hit on the run late. So, so third up now, approaching peak fitness, and I think will be harder to run down. Discharge definitely a good price, fourteen to one um, in the get out stakes race nine, number six. Discharge. They're racing on the main track at Morfordville on Saturday in Adelaide. And, Daniel, you uh, start us off fairly early on the card with a horse that does look ready to win third up. That's race three, number four, Tatalina. Sure does. Um, Made a mid-race move last time at Morfordville Parks. And she got beat by one ace of clubs who's in terrific form. He's sort of come out of the woodwork, this preparation, and strung together a few efforts. So no knock. With that from Tatalina, she drops four and a half, five and a half kilos to fifty four kilos. Third, third up, um, rising to twenty five hundred meters. Really looks a good race for her, and I'll be I'll be surprised she gets she beaten. She's two dollars now. I think it's a good price for her. Uh, comes up against a field of um, of non winners, and Tatalina's um, pretty genuine horse. Third up, up to a, a staying trip. I'm pretty keen on her. So race three, number four, my best. The value comes up in race number five. Um, one from the Leon McDonald and Andrew Gluia stable. We'll look at her, a Lyris record and um, doesn't sort of jump out. He's only had the one win from 14 starts and, and no further minor placings. But I think he's going okay, this preparation. He he's certainly meets a pretty weak field here. Um, he was only two and a half lengths off Resurge, two back. I think that's really good form for this. And that was when doing a little bit of work in the run. They should have finished closer with a softer run. Um, lame last start, been freshened since then. That's a 31 to 1, I thought was the wrong price. Um, uh, he's fifth, in the, fifth up now, obviously, and up to 1800 meters, which is looking for this extra trip. Um, I just thought a repeat of that run behind Resurge, two back, and he was right in the game in a, in a race that um, can have all that much depth. So, race five, number nine, Alluris. Anything for us in Adelaide, John? Uh, race number seven, number six, Steinbrenner interests me a little bit. Travis Dowdle. Very smart trainer and does a good job when he gets horses off other stables. Now, this horse was pretty consistent for the Alathan Zara team. I quite like some of his form lines. He's been placed three from four fresh. And I dare say kicking off at a mile first up, he's going to be pretty well wound up. He hasn't had a long time off, but certainly keep an eye on the market moves and, and maybe play him each way. Race seven, number six. Boombin, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. And as you mentioned Daniel, um, we do have a black type race. It is race seven, TAB, Brisbane Handicap, a quality over 1630 metres. Yeah, and with Tory Joy on top, makes a trek to um, Brisbane, like many of us say, will mates have 
for it from the Wallace Stable. She was good in the Rolly Mail last start, sat on the pace and um, led them on turn, but was just sort of swamped late. She's a pretty genuine horse. She hasn't won this time in, but she's the last three runs have been really good for a race of this depth. And um, for 54 kilos on her back, finds a very winnable race here, Tory Joy. So on top, I think the sixth super giant will improve second up, up in trip. Um, he had that former ballistic boy in Vanner Girl last preparation, which obviously reads really well. Gets him well at the weights of 54 kilos. Uh, in for third is the one, Chaonic, who um, sort of broke a long run of outs last start to, to win at Eagle Farm. Um, he's been competitive in group three races in Brisbane during the winter and skate for Paris in next four, six, one and three in the feature. And your best comes out, comes up nice and early in the first. Sure does. Sapare is a three-year-old cult taking on the older horses here, but I love the trial at Doombin. Um, works the line really well to win that and receiving under his own power. His debut campaign, he won twice and there was a second there behind Wisdom of Water and the Ken Russell. Uh, he's a pretty smart cult. I've been wanting to follow him this spring and if he's yours, I think he is. He should be winning this, I, th- I would have thought, first up. Um in, yeah, in the first of Newman, race one, number 11, Sapare. And the value comes up in race four, about $7, Clareview staff. Pretty good price, I think, for him. He's been sort of battling the top line three-year-olds of Queensland this prep, and he's held his own there. Um, he's, I think this sort of run, this three-year-old handicap, sort of the second tier, uh, gets his chance now to strike, to find a win. And from Barry three, maps to get all the favours here. Um, so it ticks a lot of boxes, I think, Clareview staff. And uh, can entertain at a at a price. Uh, entertain at seven dollars in race four, number two. Anything for Durban, John? Uh, no, nothing for me. But just uh, to mention the highlight, I guess race eight, number one, Alligator Blood kicking off his spring campaign over the eleven ten meters with sixty one kilos. Uh, no doubt he'll take plenty of beating. But yeah, certainly be tuned in to uh, to watch that. They're racing at Belmont once again in Perth on Saturday. There is a listed race, but uh, the fact that they've tucked it away in race four tells you how competitive it is. There's only six in it, and Massimo marked at a $1.70 favourite. Great shots in it as well, but uh, would need to lift pretty sharply on the first up run. BJ Ryan with Massimo, the favourite to beat Pims Royale, Yeah Darty and Harry Thomas, two, four, six, and three. BJ's best race five, number four, Friday night. And his value bet once again, backing up race nine, number 13, Street Fair. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing in Auckland and Christchurch at Ellerslie and Rickerton, respectively. On the Ellerslie card, we've got a few jumps races to start off. Back over the hill at Ellerslie, they were renovating the, the famous hill for the steeplechase track last year. And we're back, uh, back taking in the that course this year, so uh, that'll be exciting to see. But to my best and value both come up on the flat. A race five, number eighteen, Johnny Redman. Two duck eggs next to his name, but I'm going to make him my best. I think he's going okay. He ran last week at Tarapa, got up, sort of shuffled back. He was well back on the turn, had a bit of a task. He wasn't knocked around in the straight. Quick back up, blinkers on, good draw. I think he'll run really well, Johnny Redman from the. A smart young stable there of Daniel Miller. He's the best. And the value, race eight, number six, Yatima. Didn't do a lot first up, but got back. Probably wasn't suited over the shorter distance. Getting out to a mile second up, very suitable. She's a talented middle distance mare and I think can improve sharply second up. 
at Rickerton. The best comes up in race three. It's number 12, Zelensky. Gave them plenty to run down last start. Got nailed on the line there with 59 and a half. Well up in grade. But for that, he drops to 54. He'll put himself on speed and take plenty of catching. And the value bet comes up a little early. Race two, number three, Barrett. Both runs to date solid. Hit the line strongly last time out, suggesting the step up to 1,400 would be right up his alley. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. It takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, as we like to call Lazy Lobsters. Well, uh, no luck with the lobsters last week, either from the in-house panel or indeed from Josh McInnes, who couldn't back up Behemoth. Uh, Age of Chivalry uh, was not quite up to the task last week. Uh, just a reminder, listeners, if you would like to be our guest, Lazy Lobster, send us an email by about lunchtime Thursday to incoming at winningpost.com.au. Lazy Lobster's in the subject line and give us your best $20 bet for the weekend. Dale Scott, who uh, we didn't hear from after he actually made a profit with Muhammad Dayas earlier in the season, is back. He is going to Flemington as well with... Uh, a horse called, uh, in the main race, indeed, Fierce Impact. That is race seven, number four. And uh, although my best for the day was Arcadia Queen, I think the one that really is just going to get some money in the bank for us early on is one that I was with uh, first up. It was a very good run and I would have thought can win second up at the 2,500. And that is race one, number four, Chabal at Flemington on Saturday. Joel? I'm not having any luck with these single bets, so I'm going to play a little all-upper here. I think you can get about $4 for the all-up place double. Race five, number three. This is at Flemington. Race five, number three, Actow for a place. I think will be a good thing. And race seven, number four, Fierce Impact. I think it's a safe place bet in the feature. You get about $4 for that uh, little double. And Daniel. Yeah, we'll head to Doombin. Uh, I'm going to split my 20 up into two $10 bets. Race one, Doombin, 11, Sapare, about $6 at the moment. And race four, um, Clairview Star, at $7 at the moment. So $10 on each of those two. Excellent. Well, that uh, takes us out from the preview podcast this week, leaving us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, as well as all that mouth-watering Saturday action that we mentioned there are cup days at Tun Curry Friday and Dubbo Sunday. So plenty of punting action to get your teeth into right across the weekend. Plenty of great reading as well. Uh, some really good features in this week's Winning Post. It is out now as we speak online. Just head to winningpost.com.au and click the link in the main story. Um, or you can head to issue.com. That is I-S-S-U-U.com and search for Winning Post. Uh, it is the printed version, of course, is out in the shops uh, all around Australia, bar NT and the WA, uh, NT and WA on 
Friday morning. So a reminder to Tassie readers, we are now printed in Launceston. You can get it. First thing Friday, make sure you do so that uh, you make it worth our while to keep doing that. So uh, first thing Friday morning around Tokyo as well as Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland and South Australia. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.